Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered ChumbaCasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Mobile phone companies say they offer home internet. But if their internet comes from a cell phone network, you should know. It's just phone internet, not home internet. Keep your home up to speed with Cox. Cox internet is faster and has more reliable download speeds than 5G home internet. Cox is the real home internet you're looking for. Based on Cox analysis of UCLA speed test intelligence data, Q3 2022 and Cox serviceable areas, visit cox.com internet for details. Welcome back to Celtic State of Mind, I'm Paul John Dykes and today I'm joined by Kev McCluskey. We've just watched uh, a vintage Ange performance. We've just beaten Motherwell 6-0. They're a team that uh, secured their place in the top six of Scottish football and we've just taken them to school at home 6-0. What a performance and you know it's it's an emotional day today Kevin because we've seen the final appearance of near Beaton in the final appearance of Tommy Rogic. We see the guys on the on the park that are way up the tunnel. No doubt they'll be coming back out. Let's just enjoy this for the next half hour. Let's revel in the success of this season and let's have a look at how we got there as well. Um I'll tell you what, what a second half performance as well. I oh, I was um <clears throat> just picked up exactly where they left off at the end of the first half. 
you know, very easily. They could just have uh, taken the foot off the pedal and just gone through the motions in that second half. It would have been very un-Ange-like if they had done. Um, so glad to see they never had just, just unrelenting for the full 90 minutes. And, uh, oh, a fantastic day all round. As you say, loads of emotions. I think it was Tom Boyd that mentioned it in the in the commentary. You know, it's the last game of the season, title party day. Uh, the emotions should all be happy. And then you've got the sadness of Rogic and Beaton leaving as well. The the fantastic touch of Beaton getting the captain's armband when he's coming on the park for these last few minutes. It's this is a Celtic day, isn't it? This is exactly what it's all about. You get all the emotions in one day. You definitely do. I mean, watching that performance today, um, another reminder should we require one that Ange has built a team fit for the the, the you know the beliefs of the Celtic fan base, the the heritage of what this club's all about. You, you look at the man over my shoulder here, Bertie All, just to talk about entertainment, and that's what you know Celtic fans look at the Celtic way. What is the Celtic way, Kevin? What is that? Is it the way you conduct yourself? Is it the way you play? Is it a combination of both? And I just come in having no no connection whatsoever to this football club. And he has provided with a team that plays in the style of the great Celtic sides of the past. Honestly, it's like a great coming together. The manager, the club, that group of players. And when the fans buy in to you as a manager at Celtic, you become an almost unstoppable force. And that's where we are heading towards, isn't it? Yeah. So whether it was by design or by default that got Ange in the door, he's been the perfect fit for Celtic Football Club. What is the what's the Celtic way? What is it? It's 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 what we are in a way. It's that having that state of mind. You know, on the pitch, it's about playing as Tony says, pure, beautiful, inventive, attacking football. Always scoring, never boring. That's Celtic. It's playing in the free flowing. Free flowing. That's the one. And that's it. That's what Celtic's always been about. We're an attacking team, we're an entertaining team. Play to win, we play with style. Um, look at the look at our best players throughout the history. And the biggest thing that you can say is Celtic's greatest ever player was Jimmy Johnson, who's a creator. Rangers best ever player was John Gregg who went and broke legs every week. You know, that's the difference between the two on the pitch. Uh off the pitch it's that same mentality, you know. If to be to be a Celtic man, to be a Celtic minded, you've got to have certain social values, certain human qualities about you. And Andrew's got every single one of them that's required. He's come in, he's he's uh, he's he's proven himself to be a great man manager, a great communicator. Someone who just, as you say, just gets it, just understands what it's all about, understands the people, the cause, the, the club, the cause, the culture, everything. Mm-hmm. Absolutely perfect fact. It is. I mean, the, the late, great Tommy Bond spoke about a people and a cause. Yeah. And, you know, this is not to say that everybody that's a supporter of the Celtic Football Club, because people find the club in different ways, but are born into. Um, generation after generation of Celtic supporters, many of whom have come from uh, Irish backgrounds who have been oppressed, who have fled their country. And there was a football club who were formed um, in that very spirit, you know, to feed um, those those kids of the, you know, the, the parishes. And uh, I, I think that when you come from the background that Ange comes 
from, you know, he's a Greek immigrant, he's fled, I think he was six years of age, to Australia uh, on a boat um, to Australia. And, you know, what you're looking for is a community once you get there. And what happened with him is he ended up playing for that community club, which was uh, Hellas, you know. So when you think about it, um, what he experienced in Australia with the Greek immigration and the, the Greek immigrants who supported the football club that he played for and captained, um, who were managed by Ferenc Puskas, and then he comes to Celtic. It doesn't matter to me that you know he's not a Celtic man because he's got a Celtic state of mind, and he's, I'm sure he's a Celtic man now. Exactly, and I don't, in a way, I don't like that thing of that a Celtic man because you can't define what it is in a sense. There are certain clubs where you have to come from an area to only, you know, to be a man of that club. I think Celtic, is it transcends all that? We're bigger than that. Um, we are more than a club, as the, I think the the club motto came to suggest. You know, you don't have to come from Glasgow, you don't have to have an Irish background, you don't have to be a Catholic to be a Celtic man. You just have to have, as I said, certain certain values that make you the Celtic man. That kind of community ethos thing that that Ange brings to the club. It does help if you have a a certain background to you, like that. The story that Ange's got of being an immigrant. So, so there is obviously going to be that pull to a club like Celtic, but yeah, Celtic is more than just the Scot, the, the Irish club in Scotland or whatever. You know, we're so much more than that, and we appeal to such a wide audience that the Celtic man is a, is a global man. If I can say it that way. No, definitely. And you you said earlier, um, it's a perfect fit. It's been like a a match made in heaven. I said during the week. On the the Thursday show with JP, it's like manna from heaven because that's what Ange has felt like to us, you know, when we needed it most as well. And it's probably a good time to to look at how far we've come because we said earlier on we don't take these things for granted. I mean, I would much rather, as much as I love you, Kevin, I'd much rather be in that stadium right now. Of course I would, but we're like committed. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, we're committed to putting this show out on match day. Um, every single game and that's what we do and you know um, I'm hoping that we find a way to be at the stadium uh, to do our pre-match and post-match next season we'll find a way we always do where, where there's a will there is inevitably a way and uh, you know after that game they're looking at the, the park um, and often when you know lengthy careers come to an end it feels like the end of an era and I'm not trying to be cliched here, but this does just feel like the beginning of something special, Kim. Not the, even though some of these lengthy careers are ending, it still feels like we're just getting started here. Yeah, it is. It's, there's a bit of a paradox in that one because you are seeing, as you say, the end of an era for Rogic and Beton. Um, and that's like, there's some of the, the last men standing of the whole nine in a row campaign, that whole era. And so there is a bit of a, you know, sadness to see them go, but couple that in with what Angie's achieved this season in season one for him, which we're always told is Angie's slow season. So this is the start of something new. It is the start of something big. Sad to see the likes of Rogic and Beaton go. We'll say that again and again, but looking forward to the future, and as you always have to with this club, it's exciting. It's, it's You've gone into a summer full of hope, uh, an expectation that we're going to come out of it stronger again. You see the thing here, we've got uh, messages coming in from the reaction of people tuning into a Celtic state of mind. Many people will be watching the celebrations and I totally get that. So if you're tuning in after the event, 
Um, you know, it's for me, it's a community um, within the Axom, uh, within the Axom channel that has developed, and a lot of the, the names that come up, you recognise them. These are all welcome to your opinions. Get involved in the chat, uh, like Patrick James Simpson. Uh, such a good all-round team performance. I think, yeah, you, you've been given a glimpse, really, of what we have done this season, but also a glimpse into the future, um, what we're going to achieve next year. Um, I think it's given us all a great deal of belief, which was sadly lacking last season. We're just watching Tommy Rogic and Nir Beaton are the two Guys taking out the, the league trophy through that tunnel, Kevin. They're doing it as we speak onto the park. You can imagine it's kind of spine tingling stuff, that isn't it? These two yeah. guys, um, I think between them, they've probably got 18, 19 years between them at Celtic. And, um, you know, very highly decorated players. When you look at the, the trophies and the titles won by these two guys, I mean, they're high, high ranking when it comes to medal halls as well, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. There, there was all the um, you know, the tweets that went out in the social medias yesterday about the two of them and the number of honours that they've got. It's a frightening amount. I mean, the argument for keeping them was that you're losing such a wealth of experience at the one time. So that's obviously going to be a blow. But I think, as, as much as I don't want to say it at the moment, my stream is now just catching up with yours, so I'm just about to see the two of them walk out with the trophy. So I'll probably be in tears in a moment. But it, it probably is the time for them both to go. They're going out on a high. Their legacies maintained. Um, they're going out as champions, and that's exactly what those two are. But yeah, as we said before, we're going into a new era. There'll be new players that will come in. We'll make new heroes over the next couple of seasons. And it's it's an exciting time. It is an exciting time. I mean, about the only thing missing today was a goal from Carl Starfelt. I, I had a couple of chances. And he nearly got it. 47 minutes, I've got it down, back close header. <laughs> and you're thinking to yourself, <laughs> is that ever going to come for Carl Starfelt? Let's hope so. Um, there was the the early season mic'd up training session, which has become like immortalised in the slogan of uh, we never stop. And, you know, you're watching that game there, the league's well won and we're going for another and we're going for another. Uh, Yakamakis wrapping it up with the sixth. Took two touches, I think, to put it away, actually. That's been pointed out as well. Um, and you're watching their desire to get more goals and, and extend the lead even further, Kevin, even though the league has well and truly won. And I love that. I love that about the Celtic. They're hungry. Yep. They've got desire and they've got they've got hunger. Yep, and that, that's one of the things that's uh, kind of stuck with Celtic throughout the years is that they play until the last minute. And the amount of late goals and late winners that Celtic have had, that the history is phenomenal. But on a day like today, when it really doesn't matter, in the 92nd minute, the game's won, the season's over, they still keep on going and pressing and, like you say, just never stopping. That's exactly what you want to see, and that's the kind of thing that, again, just keeps that excitement up for next season that, you know, we're going to be champions again, and I've got my wee pal joining me now. <laughs> I, I, I'm not quite sure. What is it? Pirlo? Do you call him? Pirlo. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Um, talk talking mm-hmm. to Pirlo-esque players. There's uh, Beaton just getting his medal. Callum McGregor's on the mic, and you know one of the biggest assets we've had this season is the captain, right? And I remember at the beginning of the season. We speak about it every day. You can't hide behind your words. Um, I, I wanted to keep Chris Iyer. 
I wanted to keep Chris Iyer. I seen him um, having leadership qualities. I wanted to keep as many leaders as we could possibly keep at the club because we had lost a CEO who had um, been at the club th- through an incredibly successful period of time. Kevin would lost a manager would lost a captain and I was looking around for leaders and I think there was a severe lack of leadership at that time from the very top of the club and what's happened is you've got a guy like Callum McGregor who's known nothing in his football career except Celtic I know there was a, a brief alliance with Notts County for experience in this but he's a guy that's come through the ranks I love seeing the pictures of him as a ball boy um, and as a kid playing for the youth teams and here he is you know, captain in Celtic to the league title. And a lot of people had their doubts about his leadership qualities and whether or not he could take that captain's armband from Scott Brown. Now, I get the fact that you've got such a an imposing and influential figure as Scott Brown um, stepping down as a captain. It's going to be a hard, a hard act to follow. McGregor's done it, and he's done it in swaves this season, isn't he? He has, and I'll, I'll hold my hands up to that one as well and admit I think I was one of the ones that had some doubts over Carl coming in as being captain. I think he was he was the only choice because there were no other leaders. Iron might have been one. I would never have given him the captaincy, to be fair, though, because I don't think he'd been at the club long enough. But then he'd been captain at start, I think his former club, when he was 17 years old. So Ayer had leadership abilities about him. McGregor was probably the, the only choice. that I had my doubts if he was the right one because he seemed to be, I don't know, too much of a quiet man. But he's he's proven himself to be a leader, mm-hmm. and he's not so quiet. When you see him in the in the huddles pre-match, he's giving it big time, you know, cheering the players up. Then <laughs> whatever it was, the unrepeatable words he said to Borna Barisic at the the game in February <laughs> shows again that kind of winning mentality that he's got, mm-hmm. and he, he's shown it time and time again throughout the season. So yeah, I think I had some doubts whether he could really step up and, and take over from such a big character as Scott Brown. He's definitely proven me wrong from early on in the season. I got right behind him as being the captain because he's, he's proven pretty much from day one he's the right man for the job. And I, being the lad that's come up through the youth system all the way, one club man, you know, apart from, you say, six months or whatever it was down at Notts County, he deserves this moment as much as anyone else. He, de- he definitely does. We now got Ange on the mic, and I understand anybody who would rather sp- uh, listen to Ange than you and I, Kevin. But uh, because the man, the man, when he speaks, you listen. Um, but as I say, everybody who tunes into a Celtic state of mind today, I'm sure will be in buoyant mood. Um, it was good to see the likes of Juranovic coming on um, at the full time whistle as well. You know, we've got a lot to look forward to next season. Edigucci. Uh, came on, gave us a wee cameo, reminded us of what he can offer as well. Yeah, and he did all right when he came on. Like, he did nothing flashy, but everything he did, he kind of, I think he kept the ball, but I think he gave it away. You know, looks though looks as though there's a decent player in there as well. So, you know, again, you're sitting there thinking you're missing Rogic and Beaton for next season, but Edigucci's a new boy. He can come in. He he could do the beat on role potentially for you next season if that's his kind of the kind of player that he is. If not, he's more competition for David Turnbull for the number eight. So yeah, again looking forward just to seeing what he does next season. I can't hear what Ange is saying, but I can't wait to listen back to this. He's definitely a reference to jumper. Because I've seen him grabbing <laughs> it, right? Okay. He's been well, quite animated and the crowd are loving it. 
And, you know, there's somebody on the the tear cam because they're just basically zooming in everybody who's in tears. You think (laughs) you're not safe to have a wee greet here and there. Um, But, you know, when you speak to people who aren't invested in, in football the way that you are, I am, and the people listening in are, and they can't understand why, you know, it does affect your mood, it affects your emotions. Football gives something to people that I think... If you didn't realise it before, you certainly realised it last season when we couldn't get it. When you couldn't get that community, you couldn't go to the stadium and stand shoulder to shoulder with people of a a similar state of mind as you, all for a common goal, which is that Celtic are the best they can possibly be on and off the park. And that's what being a Celtic fan is all about for me, Kevin. And days like today, you know, when you're just seeing... Callum McGregor ready to raise that league championship trophy are just sensational. And I just think you've just got to you've got to soak it up, drink it up, enjoy every single second of it. Uh, you've got Beaton jumping about. That'll be the last time he wins a trophy at Celtic. Rogic being the same. There may be one or two others in that crowd that we, you know, we don't see coming back next season. But what we have in there is a core of a side, Kevin, that I think. I really do get the sense that we're just getting started with Ange and you know there's probably guys in there that he's played out of necessity and who've done really really well for him that he'll replace I think he's got that in him there's that ruthless um, streak in him that it's all about the team it's all about the success and if there's one or two who have done brilliantly in there they might find themselves second fiddle next season yeah, how, yeah. how big how big do you think the influx of players will be in terms of those coming into Celtic yeah, I've been thinking about this one a lot because I think you want to always keep it as low a number as you possibly can so you're not disrupting things. But if you look at it, there's probably six, seven, eight players that are going to leave. So you're going to have to replace them to keep the squad size the same. Mm. The players that are going to come in, no and and, they're not just going to be squad fillers. So he's probably going to make, again, six, seven, eight signings that are all going to be first team ready players. And like I've been a massive fan of Greg Taylor this season. I think he's been fantastic fitting into that inverted fullback role. Would not be surprised if he was replaced over the summer. Mm-hmm. Go and sign another left back. And as you say, that's that's just what Ange will do. I think he'll be ruthless and he'll say, uh, "I can improve in this area, so I will. I'll go and do it." And it's not a slight on the player that's been replaced. It's just the fact that Ange knows what it it's going to take to be a success in Europe and that's going to be his ultimate goal for next season so yeah it's going to be a really interesting summer just to see exactly what the movements are and who comes in and who goes out I'd love to just be able to sit and enjoy this moment but my stream has just cut out so I'm oh, not going to be able mate. to see I'll as talk you through it I'll talk you through it. Um, Please be my eyes and ears on this one. One one thing, Leo Labada's got it in his hands now, and, you know, what an incredible success he's been coming in at the age of 19 uh, from Israel. He he was, of course, already a full international at that stage. And when Nir Beaton was was getting ready to come on the park, there was big hugs between him and Abada. Um, Postacoglu has spoken about the influence of Nir Beaton on his uh, countrymen this season. He's going to be a massive loss. But like you say, if if he has left a young guy who is feeling far more confident in his surroundings 
um, at Celtic Park in Lillabada and he goes on to have a great season and seasons after this I think we've got a lot to be thankful not just about the performances and the trophies a lot to be thankful for when it comes to your man near Beecher I'm just looking at the squad actually and you know Sorrow uh, raised the, the trophy there as well I don't expect him he doesn't seem to be in the plans uh, we don't know what Angie's plans are I think he maybe took some of us by surprise with the, the Beaton and Rogic um, departures uh, Julien's on the park there will he be at Celtic Park Barca certainly won't be um, you know and there's others there, there's quite a few players I think who will be on their way out um, Barkas is in there I can see him well, Liam Scales is in there Bolingoli Mikey Johnson they're all there, yeah. In Belly, there's a there's a, a lengthy list of players that you could think might not be there next season. I know, I know. And then you're going into another phase, aren't you, of uh, part two, phase two of Ange Postecoglou and the big rebuild. And um, welcome everybody who's just maybe joining us, having uh, enjoyed the celebrations there after the game near Beaton's being uh, interviewed right now. And, uh, you know, it became a bit of a cult figure as well. Remember, Satman Beaton for Kieran Tierney. But I think if you look at, Celtic season um, and near Beaton season, they've kind of gone hand in hand. Beaton started off almost like this villain. We knew that um, we we couldn't afford any slip-ups in, in those games against Mitchelland. And he's one of the most experienced guys on the park. And he goes and gets sent off. And the thing with that was, it wasn't like a last-ditch tackle and he's mistimed it. It was stupidity that got him sent off that day, um, which obviously left him suspended for the second leg. Young Dane Murray comes in. We still almost got through. We took it to extra time, despite all of these issues. Um, but from that moment, it would have been easy, I think. We've been talking about a ruthless nature in Ange. Ange didn't turn his back on near Beaton. He's obviously shown the correct attitude behind the scenes, Kevin, because he's come back in. Um, he's been basically treated like a vice-captain. I know that at certain times, Joe Hart's had the captain's armband um, if Callum McGregor's come off. But the big man, he he's almost been second in command, even though he's not been on the park. And I actually do think he's going to be a huge loss to Celtic. Yeah, I think, I think he, he could very well be. As you say, it's the, it's the personality thing that you're going to miss more than anything. And I remember that game well against Mitchelland, sitting watching it, and uh, I was not Beaton's biggest fan that night. I can tell you, he was. Uh, it, that was one of the most stupid sendings off because he didn't have to get involved in the boy. Uh, that was when he's he stuck his finger in the boy's face after he's dived, and he's got himself the, the red card. And you just think of all the players in that team, he's the one that should be standing up and not doing that. You know, he was the yeah. the experienced head, and he just completely let the side down. Aye, you're thinking, has he played his last game for the club at that point? Mobile phone companies say they offer home internet. But if their internet comes from a cell phone network, you should know. It's just phone internet, not home internet. Keep your home up to speed with Cox. Cox internet is faster and has more reliable download speeds than 5G home internet. Cox is the real home internet you're looking for. Based on Cox analysis of UCLA speed test intelligence data, Q3 2022 and Cox serviceable areas, visit cox.com slash internet for details. As the number one audio company, iHeartMedia gives you access to all. Every audience, live conversations, trusted influencers, and the insights and data you need to grow. iHeartMedia is your access company. Go to iHeartResults.com for more. Because it wasn't the first time he'd let us down in a big game. But he says he's obviously shown something 
inside the dressing room that's impressed on Ange. Ever since then, I don't think he's put a foot wrong all season, really. Maybe maybe there was a game against Hearts when he, he was a bit rash a couple of times, but otherwise he's been a fairly steady influence and he's been a go-to player in games where we've needed a steady holding midfield player to allow McGregor to push forward. And he's, he's done a really a really important role to play this season. And uh, his, his influence probably more than anything is something that will be missed. But, uh, I don't know. Next season. Next season, he will be forgotten. Sadly. Not, because we'll move on. Such is the nature. Such is the nature. Absolutely. We'll move on. If a good chill come in, perhaps, and he'll be, he'll take his role in the team and he'll be the man we're talking about. Um, and you, you trust Ange in, in his signings and in his process that he'll replace him. And yeah, within six months, sadly, Neil Beaton probably will be a forgotten man because we've moved on to something bigger and something better. Yeah, you're right, because your, your sole focus is on what's happening with Celtic and um, those who have departed, yeah, you wish them well. Uh, some you would have rather um, had stayed a wee bit longer, but you know you do trust Angie's decision-making and there may be a, a few others who will leave um, against maybe uh, our wishes, who knows, but here's a point coming in, Ian McGinley, we are in an emotional club and uh, I think you're right and there are... You know, I'm, I'm guessing there's football fans at every club who would say, ah, you know, it's the same for every club. You know, I've often wondered that, Kevin, right? Because I don't know what it's like to support another football club. I don't even support an English club. I like Liverpool because of their connection with Celtic. Uh, but I don't support them. I can't profess to support any other club. I used to love it in the shooting the match fact files when they would speak to somebody like Peter Grant or Tommy Burns, favourite second team Celtic reserves. Yeah. And I'm thinking, right, I love that. Uh, we are an emotional club. I think Liverpool are. I think Newcastle are, despite where uh, their finances are coming from at this moment in time. I'm talking about a fan base. I'm talking about the fans. And uh, yeah, we, we are very much are. And we don't forget our history. Um oh. You know, despite what you've just said, there we move on very quickly because you've got to. There's another game uh, to be won. There's another trophy to be won, and uh, we will move on, no matter who leaves us. No, there's no nobody bigger than the club. Exactly. Yeah, that's and that's exactly what it is. There is no one bigger than us. We'll be sad today that Rogic and Beaton are leaving. Uh, we'll talk about them on this show for the next couple of months, probably because we'll be looking at players that are coming in to replace them. As soon as next season starts, we're talking about next season's team. The mm-hmm. team won that day, and then that becomes the sole focus. And there's very few clubs globally, I think, that are like Celtic. Is uh, I can't actually remember who the comment came from there, but it, again, it's a spot on one that we're an emotional club. There's very few clubs that are like us, the in terms of the fan base. And similar, I've never supported another team. I living out in Hungary now. I go and watch a team called Vasha, a second division team, and the following there is so apathetic at times. Mm. You know. If they win, lose, or draw, it's hmm, so what? It was a day out kind of thing. Whereas when you when you're a team like Celtic and you can highlight Liverpool or Man United, someone like that, you do have an emotional attachment. And winning changes your mood in a positive way, and losing brings you down for a day or two. And it does take a while to get over it. And you know the missus knows to just <laughs> not talk to me because I'll be in a bad mood if we lose a game. But that's just how it is. Yeah, you know. It, it does affect your mood and uh, it's a great thing. It can be a curse at times, but it's also a great thing because um, you know that you're not alone that way and there's, there's everyone else has got that same feeling, that same attachment and it's it's a brilliant thing. You know, the, the like-minded nature of St. Pauli, for example, and I know that, that it's kind of like twofold because the way that 
you know, their fan base came together when they were a, a struggling club. And, you know, you're, you're looking at the kind of like um, all the people who were squatting in uh, St. Pauli, the district of Hamburg, of course, and different, you know, the different um, teddy boys, for example, and punks, and they all came together. And I forget the name of the guy who uh, actually went to the marketplace and got the skull and crossbones for the first time. He's still um, living. Reggie, someone, I think. Is that, aye. And he's uh, still he's still kicking about. Yeah, he's still living about. I've, I've, got, I've got the book that pirates, punks, and politics, and he's it's mentioned a in book, that. that. That's a book. very good book. Uh, yes. But they mean it. So if you were yeah. on, you know, if the story of St. Pauli was unknown to you, and you just happened to be doing the Reaper Band, can't think why, and you ended up, um, you know, finding yourself in a Jolly Roger, um, you would you would find a, a, a kind of joint, you know, appreciation, um, yeah. a state of mind that was similar. You would. And yeah. and a lot of that comes into the emotion, uh, the emotional aspect. And I'm watching Ange Postecoglou walking around the park there, and uh, you know you think to yourself, right, okay. I remember saying when Ange Postecoglou was appointed as a manager, this is a gamble. It's a sixty million pound gamble because we've got Champions League football. He knows nothing about Scottish football. You know, it seems at the time to have been you know second choice, panic, Eddie Howe deal collapse, and all this kind of stuff. And look what he's done. And he's done it with, with two transfer windows, Kevin. Mm-hmm. You know, it's astonishing. Um, and I think a big bit of, bit of frustration at the time was with the club, was with the decision makers, was with the board. The way that they had been kind of like led down the garden path with another gaffer to a point where we're expecting an announcement and then the deal claps. I think we were frustrated with Celtic as a club. Mm-hmm. as You know, and it was down to the board. Um, but this man, Ange Postecoglou, it's coming. He's re- revitalised players like Tom Rogic, like Nir Beaton. I think he's revitalised the career of Joe Hart. He's yeah. revitalised Tony Ralston. May I even say that he's revitalised Callum McGregor, perhaps, you know? And these are the guys that, that he has improved as players. He's, he's managed somehow um, to, to blend them together as a team with all the new faces coming in to the point when, when you look at a starting lineup, often. The only guys that were there when, when Ange comes in are Greg Taylor, Tony Ralston, Callum McGregor. Often the starting lineup in recent times has been that. I know that Tommy Rogic started today. I mean, he's brought this team together. He's moulded them together. He's, he's, he's given them a philosophy, a style of play, and it's worked. Uh, I mean, I can't speak highly enough of the job that, that Ange has done. Um, and I think we're going to be waxing lyrical about him all the way through the summer months. Now, a wee bit like Celtic, Axom doesn't stop. So, uh, a wee bit of background on Axom. Kevin Graham and I um, got together for the first time. I mean, you knew Kevin Graham. I didn't know him. I'd met yeah. him. I'd met him once at a. Uh, it was a, a charity do for his uh, supporters club. Tommy Gemmel. Yeah, the Tommy yeah, Gemmel, yeah. and I'd given a few, I think, books and DVDs and stuff like that. So they asked me along. Went to that met Kev. Uh, very briefly that night, but uh, I I had wanted to start a Celtic state of mind, and I'd named it probably about three years before episode one. I had it written in my phone, my notes, a Celtic state of mind, um, the old Nas thing with the NY state of mind, and um, a, a mutual associate says, you know, because I wanted a, a second voice on it, Kevin, and he said, I know a guy, and he introduced me to, to Kevin Graham, and the first time that we met was the first episode that we recorded 2017, five years ago um, and on Tuesday, Kevin and I are going to roll back the years as it were Tuesday night, because we're going to do episode 1000 together 
Axom episode 1000. It's a massive thank you to everybody that supported us from day one. Uh, we've disagreed, we've agreed, we've laughed, we've cried, uh, we've had ups and we've had downs as all football fans uh, have. And people go on cliched about a Celtic family. Well, Celtic family, it's like every family that's dysfunctional. You fall out with each other, but you make up again. And that's what it's like. So uh, Kevin and I will be on on Tuesday night, episode 1000. We're going to be having a look back um, at the last five years and uh, how far we've come as a club and where we are now. And people will be dialing in, hopefully yourself included, Kevin, at yes, some point absolutely. during that. Um, I don't, I'm not sure, it might be a three or four hour extravaganza, I'm not quite sure <laughs> how long it's going to run um, but we will be doing that on Tuesday night and we do appreciate all the, the great wishes that we get from everybody who contacts us because you know um, it's so easy now uh, for people to make their feelings known because everybody's got a phone within a couple of inches of them at all times and you can say things and criticise and be negative but what we get is a huge amount of positivity from people and often it's through private messages, DMs just yesterday a season ticket arrived at the studio and the guy listens uh, as I said to you earlier on Tony Aitken, he listens to Axom and he just he said listen I'm not going to be using this, take one of the guys to Celtic Park today and that kind of thing happens a lot and we're very grateful for it and we love uh, the fact that we do have this platform we want everybody to be involved in it uh, so we will be continuing with the Axon Bulletin uh, regardless and it will be throughout the pre-season at 12.30 every single weekday until the football comes back uh, but we also create in the studio fully produced documentary style content Kevin and that um, is Axom content but also other football, music, culture, fashion believe it or not fashion, I'm talking about fashion um, all that kind of stuff and that is found on our YouTube channel everything we do is free uh, so get on the YouTube channel, subscribe to what we do um, let us know what you think uh, of some of the, the videos that's, that are dropping tonight for example one of my biggest musical heroes, Michael Head and I think Mick's got a Celtic state of mind as well um, his session will be going out tonight uh, and it's bizarre because that day when Kevin came to my door he was wearing a Michael Head t-shirt right and I just thought to myself me and him are alright we're going to click with this uh, and then it's the full circle thing where me and Kev jump in a, a vehicle way down to Liverpool with Stuart and, and Kelvin and we record that session with Mick Head the guy that we've idolised all this time. Um, and Axom in a state of mind has allowed us to do that and we are very grateful for everybody who tunes in. I hope everybody has a fantastic night. I'm watching the the footage at the moment. It's very emotional. Everybody's got their kids and their partners on on the park there, Kevin. It's great to see. And I'm going to have to dig out that interview that, that Ange gave because I'm pretty sure it'll be emotional. Uh, he's such a driven, you know, independent, focused individual that I find when, when I hear him, I find it very motivational. You know, he's quite an inspiring individual when you hear him speaking. So I'm looking forward to that. I'm going to ask you uh, before we go and let me know your thoughts in the comments. High points or high point of the season for you, Kev? Oh, I should have been prepared for this question, right? Uh, the uh, the win. In the Glasgow Derby, the three nothing game was the high point, I would think. That and obviously getting to see Celtic out here in Budapest this season uh, in the game against Ferenc Varos. But I think, I think the game against Rangers, the three nothing, because that's when we started to really believe that we could go on and win the league. So there's that one, and then there's one in at Ibrox. Probably your, your two complete high points. Uh, but 
don't know, I'd noted a few things as well previously that like the similarities with last season or probably the opposites to last season in the sense that we lost the league at Dundee United last year and we've won it there this year. We The season started to go wrong last year when we lost to Ferenc Varos at Celtic Park and it went downhill from there. You could argue that the win against Ferenc Varos at Celtic Park and again over here were two of the uh, factors when the season started to go right because we'd got away wins in Europe um, and you could believe in the team that they were going to excuse me, going to go in and have a successful season. So, yeah, there's that. There's, there's getting to see Celtic live in the flesh, which is something they hadn't done for a while. And then the two wins over Rangers, I think, are going to be the, the high points. And then today, in fact, you know, Wednesday night, winning the league. <laughs> and, and actually getting to uh, getting to be on the show and share that kind of moment with Kev Graham was something I actually really appreciated having the opportunity to do. And then, yeah, today, just actually being able to sit back, watch the football with no worries and no stress and know that you're watching the beginning of something special. Oh, yeah. Absolutely, we are. Sean McAvoy, Axon, congrats on approaching your 1,000th episode. I listen from Western Australia every day and love the content. It makes me feel closer to home and involved despite being distant from the homeland. I'm reading this before I read this one, Gary, because to be honest with you, pal, anybody who's coming in here with negativity is getting called out now. We're not going to give it a bye. We don't stop, pal. We absolutely don't stop. And I'll tell you something, right, Gary, I don't know if you follow me on Facebook, but if you do, DM me, pal, because we're all in this together and see that kind of negativity on title day, not into it at all, right? So I'm going to start calling people out on this show when they come up with this kind of nonsense. And today of all days, you know, know. this this is a day of celebration and looking back at the memories that... Rogic and Beton gave you, and then looking forward to the future. It's uh, it's a positive day. Like, don't come on with that. Really, it's uh, there's no need for it today. Sorry. No. This this is a Celtic state of mind and I'll tell you what, we have put up with a lot of negativity um, and a lot of people being bullied online and we're no longer accepting it. So anybody that comes in and they're killing the vibe, you're getting called out, man. And that's the end of it because this is not what we're about. This is about a shared community of people that we've built up over a period of five years and a thousand episodes. Actually, it's probably more than a thousand, but you know what? A lot of them didn't make it onto the audio and I can't, I can't be counting through them on the YouTube channel. Right, uh, yes, let's remember people like Bertie Old. Let's remember Vim Janssen, uh, who passed. And let's remember everybody that we know who may not have a profile, may not be famous, that introduced us to Celtic, took us to Celtic Park, taught us the Celtic history, people that we've lost. And I think it's always important uh, to do that on days like today as well. What was your biggest moments of the season? Let us know. I mean, I think about... Uh, Episode one thousand, um, like, and and when I when I think about uh, episode one thousand, uh, I look back on the on the highs and the lows, and we've we've seen off a few managers uh, in that time as well. Because when we started, Brennan Rogers was in charge. There's a couple of people invaded the park. That's a shame, um, but you know what? Yeah, it's understandable. Emotions are running high, and yeah, absolutely. Um, but I look back on the uh, the game against Rangers, the three nothing game. And um, the performance, I, I, and I know people are saying the first half performance. I just think the performance that night was unbelievable. Yeah, we got the goals in the first half, but it was such a dominant performance. It could have been anything, right? Yeah. It could have been absolutely anything that day. The second, um, half, the second half of that game was just as good as the first half. 
the first half we blew them away with brilliant football. The second half we just controlled it, and we we managed that game out. We did, we did, and we showed the two sides. I think I said at the time, Gary. If you were referring to anybody else on the page who was being negative, then good for you. You're you're living the mantra of a Celtic state of mind, and you're always welcome back. And that, but you know what? You gave me an opportunity there because there's been so many people bullied. Uh, online and it's a it's a horrible horrible toxic environment and it affects people negatively and I think it's time for positive people to actually start calling it out taking people to task going toe to toe with them because the the more powerful our voices Kevin the the less they have a platform for their hate and their toxicity and I'm not saying that was you Gary that was being uh, that that way inclined because I mean if you're coming on here and you don't support Celtic. I'm sorry, but you're not going to last very long. I'm not. I mean, I'm just at the block. Somebody there, dearing me. Have you guys not got a game on Wednesday to prepare for? Um, you not got somewhere to be, dearie, dearie me. There we go. Um, yeah, that's what happens. And uh, normally they have been a wee bit quiet. We've just won the league. We're the best team in Scotland, Kevin. The best team by a distance. And I think that um, if we go into the transfer market again, window number three, um, I'm pretty sure he's already got uh, people lined up. He said yesterday that those who have been mentioned it uh, didn't come from the club but he's maybe just being canny he's, with he's that. Coy about that he might be a wee bit coy um, but what I would say is that he has got for me an incredible scouting network um, he's now got people in place who weren't there before um, who are going to assist him with that and I'm looking forward to next season and I'm hoping we can do this from the park otherwise Kevin you're going to be in match day duties you can be the presenter Ah, it'll just be me. That'll be fun. Me and the cat. Two of us will do it. Be fine. Pierlo. Um, he talks more sense than me half the time anyway. So. Well, you know, I, I normally bring my five-year-old in for that. And uh, I don't think anybody would question that either. The the crowds are dispersing a wee bit. I think people are away down to the Merchant City. They're away uh, to celebrate. There's going to be Celtic fans all over the world tonight celebrating this victory. Um, we have a lot of people tuning in from Australia. Um, I, I can see that when we, we look at the figures on YouTube. And... Uh, each and every single one of you enjoy your night tonight be safe out there and uh, uh, and I hope and I hope that uh, you can join us next season as well because I, I get the feeling that we're onto something special with Ange Postacoglu every single contributor to a Celtic state of mind uh, makes it what it is Kevin thank you very much for being the most improved contributor of the season <laughs> and uh, I hope you enjoy your night pal thanks for joining me on the show cheers Paul thank you very much What's up, guys? This is MMA fighter Clay Guida, and I'm not afraid of anyone or anything. But losing my hair was an entirely different kind of fight. So if you're suffering from hair loss like I was, then you got to check out my boys at Bosley. Pound for pound, they are the champions of hair restoration. That's why I turned to Bosley to get my hair back. The entire Bosley team was so professional and kind from start to finish. All it took was a simple one-day procedure, and I was on my way back to rocking my full hair again. So take it from me. Don't wait if you are thinning or receding. I'm so thrilled with my results, I just wish I would have went to Bosley sooner. 
It's time to finally knock out hair loss because the best is yet to come. Check out Bosley today. When MMA fighter Clay Guida was losing his hair, he trusted Bosley to get it back. Now it's your turn. Get a free information kit, plus get a $250 off gift card when you text SCORE to 203203. That's text SCORE to 203203. Don't wait. Text SCORE to 203203. Mobile phone companies say they offer home internet. But if their internet comes from a cell phone network, you should know. It's just phone internet, not home internet. Keep your home up to speed with Cox. Cox Internet is faster and has more reliable download speeds than 5G home Internet. Cox is the real home Internet you're looking for. Based on Cox analysis of UCLA speed test intelligence data, Q3 2022 and Cox serviceable areas, visit cox.com slash Internet for details. Sports Social Podcast Network. 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 Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.